Previously on Gresh and Fourier. You can't get one goal past me. Oh, sweet You Jesus. can't get one. Where? Not yeah. one. Let, where, let's get that junk <laughs> machine out again. Don't take your glasses off. And then we'll oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Can I wear glasses? Do I need to get, like, athletic glasses? <laughs> no, you'll get your rec specs. This is Gresh and Fourier. First and goal. Mahomes swings it. It's there. Hartman. Jackpot. Kansas City. And in overtime, he is the best. He is the standard. Your Michael Jordan wins it again. Andy Gresh. So is it a dynasty now? Yeah, it's the start of one. We're not done. I know we're going to celebrate tonight. Celebrate the Pride Wednesday, Kansas City. But we're not done. we got a young team. We're going to keep this thing going. Christian Fourier. Caleb Williams goes one. And one of the two quarterbacks goes to number two. Patriots could stand in, take a third quarterback at number three, or they could be the team that potentially trades out. Either way, Mac Jones, who lost the starting job this season, was devoted all the way to third string in Bill Belichick's final game. A likely trade candidate. Gresh and Fourier right now. You smoke crack, don't you? On WEEI. Oh, Andy Hart is in for Fourier today. Uh, Fourier. Did the the Chiefs already... Um, steal a Patriot phrase. Wasn't not done one of the Patriots themes that we've gone through over the years? Uh, and yes, immediately right. Mahomes is not, we're not yeah. done. Yeah, no. But not done. Not not network. I was on it. They had like a we had like a 24-hour TV station back in the well, day. Well, Hart, you know the uh you know the drill that uh, people only remember what they last digested. Uh the last thing you see from people is their career epitaph, you know. Uh, it's just the way it is now. So and, Shanahan uh, modern- blows. And, oh yeah, yep. uh, Mahomes is awesome. Yep, yep, yep. There Kelsey's you go. a dink. A oh, bully's my- old men. Oh, the these ESPNers just falling all over themselves this morning. I mean, it's uh, you would think that Tom Brady personally insulted Dominique Foxworth's mama on some kind of level. The way these uh, nationals have uh, fawned all over Patrick Mahomes and the rush to try to uh, get him towards Tom Brady. I saw this this morning on the Twitter heart, and uh, it's a it's a good reminder uh, from Jeff Benedict, who, of course, did the Dynasty book. Mm. And I think he's a part of this whole Apple thing that's coming out as well. Oh, he, that is, it's based on the book. I believe he's the executive producer. And if you want to hear more from Jeff Benedict, oh. check out the Six Rings podcast this Wednesday when he'll be joining us. We'll be doing a live podcast and giving away copies of the book Oh, wow. To Look at you. Look at that. If I were really good, I'd know the time. I think uh, it's in the afternoon. Well, that's okay. You know what? You got to plug in and there you go. Uh, but uh, Benedict, that author Jeff Mahomes and Reed have won three Super Bowls together. Epic. After Tom Brady and Belichick won three, they stayed together for 15 more seasons, went to six more, and won three more championships. Let the comparisons begin. There's no shot of that happening. Very good and snarky. I love it as well. No shot. I mean, he's 66 years old. That is the greatest challenge. The two greatest challenges to Patrick Mahomes, and I do think he's still a long, long ways away from Brady, not just numerically. Um is A, does he have the maniacal, I'm willing to maybe ruin my marriage and my family to keep doing this for another 15 years? Yep. And how does he transition post-Andy Reid? Because that's going to happen. He is not going to have Andy Reid around for the entirety of the hunt. Are you are you saying Matt Nagy may not have as much Whoever success? Whoever it is. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's Matt Nagy, maybe uh, Spags, 
Does a great job as a D coordinator. I don't know if he's been labeled just a D coordinator yeah, now. But a guy with four rings as a core. I didn't realize Pretty he good. is the first coordinator to win four. Pretty good. Better name that boat four rings because cool. Bill likes to count his coordinator rings so you get to add them to the total. Well, I was going to say that, uh, you know, if Charlie Weiss had hung around, maybe uh, maybe, yeah. maybe Charlie would have uh, had that record instead of Steve Spagnuolo. But the uh, Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl in overtime 22-16. to and uh, I don't know, where do we begin? What is your big tip? I, I can't help but sit here today feeling like, God, the 49ers are idiots. <laughs> I mean, there was uh, there were bad play calls. There was terrible clock management. You know, we read in uh, the ringer after the game that the Kansas City Chiefs practiced and walked through the scenarios and went through the scenarios of overtime, mm. and San Francisco players weren't aware. And you've got Kyle Shanahan mentioning that, well, the analytics people have never really done anything like this before. So? You're a 44-year-old man who's been standing on a day. They profiled you in the freaking pregame of being a zit-faced teenager standing behind dad Oh, yeah, 30 years ago, and you mean to tell me that you got to go to dorkopotamus.com or have some guy up in the booth to be able to tell you how to manage this, let alone practice for it during the week? Yeah, and I've... this guy's a, an alleged great head coach and thought of as people as such? And we had to, if you're the Patriots, you had to try to get somebody who had rubbed elbows with him in a meeting room at one point. That was the original goal of the Patriots staff, which hasn't played out that way, but <laughs> if he touched a McVay or he touched a Shanahan, we want a piece of him. Uh, uh, the tight pants crew. Yes. If you can see their wieners, then they're hireable. I'm going to leave that one alone. Uh, but I, I don't think you need to be all that intelligent to, or even a football guy or an analytics guy or whatever to... Mm say, here are your options, and pick the best one. It's and even, like, um, you know, like, uh, uh, players, like, okay, so you didn't practice it. I mean, I think you should have at some point. is not a football t decision to me as much as, like, common sense. Like, just common sense. Yeah, if you, right. If it I took, like, some much. old lady who'd never coached or played football and said, here are your options, you can have the ball, and then they get the ball. Or they get the ball, and then you get the ball. Or... You can defer it two quarters away, which I don't really understand that option. Like, we're pretending this is going to be a marathon game and we're going to get to the third quarter of overtime. Don't get it. I think the old lady would be like, wait, so when I get the ball the second time, I would know exactly what I need to win, tie, or lose? Oh, yeah, that seems like a better scenario. Like, it just it was a common sense. I don't think that football even needed to be in there, but I'm always amazed. We are convinced all along that these guys are geniuses. They're maniacal preparers. They don't sleep because they're in the office preparing for every single little thing, right? And football is like rocket science. And then you have these instances where history changed. I believe, in my opinion, Andy Reid took a significant step closer to Bill Belichick. The real legacy coming out of this game is much more, I think, about Andy Reid right now than the it good. is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, the good. Yeah. And, but the bad is Shanahan's kind of a loser with the game on the line in big games. How about this? Uh, Kyle Shanahan in Super Bowls. Blew a 25-point third quarter lead as the Falcons OC. Yep. Blows a 10-point fourth-quarter lead as the 49ers head coach and blew a 10-point second-quarter lead in this Super Bowl. And uh, listen, this is a fullback Kyle Juszczyk after the game. Harvard guy. Harvard guy. Smart guy. 
and his wife, a burgeoning business now that she's tied into the NFL, making jackets also for people like Taylor Swift. And oh, yeah, good she's stuff. Also an attractive young lady. Uh, very much so. And uh, listen to what this guy said after the game. You know what? I didn't even realize that the the playoff rules were different in overtime. So I I assumed you just want the ball because you score a touchdown and win. But I guess that's not the case. Um, so I don't really I don't totally know the strategy there. What are we doing? I mean, what how hell you know what on? this is? There's a little bit. And listen, Kyle Shanahan, really good offensive coach. But now we're starting to find out the guys that are one side of the ball coaches that people love to do the no pants dance for. And then there are the coaches who button up all the details. And you hate to go back to Belichick, Reed, Tomlin, uh, people like that who know how to manage it in the moment. I'm just blown away, Hart. That first of all, the overtime rule is stupid. It was overreactionary because oh, someone didn't get to touch the ball in overtime and that 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 and all this stuff. So now we've turned it into a fruity whip headache. Uh, and then we have a guy who doesn't button up the details like that. And you look at Kyle Shanahan's record and you say, "This is a really good coach by record." And then you get into moments like this. And isn't this heart where you cement being a good coach? And, of course, we had somebody in the Twitch chat right away with the whole, um, you know, oh, don't take the cheese. This is all about pumping up Belichick. Don't forget how BB whizzed down his leg in the Super Bowl multiple times. Hart, correct me if I'm wrong. Did we ever sit there after a Super Bowl and say, Bill Belichick, mismanaged the clock. He didn't run it on third down when he should have. He didn't teach his team the rules of overtime. There was none of that. Not generally, but the biggest reason for that is he went 6 and 3 and said Super Bowls and when you win, you you push these things to they get forgotten. They get whitewashed. The scoreboard whitewashes the details. Standing like, there staring at the Seahawks and then Malcolm Butler makes a I think he screwed pick. the pooch in that situation. I think he played it poorly, but you know what? It didn't matter why because they won. Because you know who played it more poorly? Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. Well, exactly right. They and, both, and, I think, too, maybe they're both out of football right now because people look back at the end of that game and go, you two boobs both screwed yeah, this yeah, game yeah, up. Yeah, ten years later, they're <laughs> like, yeah, why would I want people who have been to Super Bowls? Give me the latest McVeigh driver. But, no, this is but when you this is when you establish your legacy. Absolutely. As a quarterback or a coach. Now, I will say it can change because Andy Reid was once Kyle Shanahan. Couldn't win the big game. Clock management was an issue. You know, was great game planner. Could get you an offense. Could give you a script early. Had but, Don McNabb, good quarterback. Right, but yep. couldn't get over the hump. Or some of the quarterbacks, these like, I don't know, the Andy Daltons and the Kirk Cousins of the world that put up long Pro Bowl. Oh, for a decade well, they lead a team. But Stafford. Can you win? Stafford's the most recent and example of everything and he, he in did. L.A. He did. And yeah. he helped change everything for McVay in L.A. Because the first time McVay peed down his leg. Now, Bills had a couple. Obviously, you go back to 07 with the the no field goal for Gostowski. He had a rookie kicker. Mm -hmm. He didn't trust him to kick the 40-whatever-yarder. 44-yarder, whatever it might have been. And I would also go back to the one I love the most. And I, I do think, and I said this to you off air, okay, so Shanahan makes the decision, or whatever, maybe an analytics guy. We got a bunch of people. Remember when, when Matt Patricia, de or no, Mac Jones detailed who's on headsets and you hear all these voices? Oh, yeah. Can somebody push their damn button and say, 
hey, everybody on here, I'll call, I'll call. This seems like a dumb idea. Why are we taking the ball? And just for a second, don't be a yes man. Say, maybe we should consider this differently. So I blame everybody because Tom Brady, I think, say Bill. Remember that famous mic'd up where Bill's deciding against the Rams whether to kick the field goal oh, or not? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Brady goes, wait, if we kick the field goal, the game's over. And they're like, oh, okay, good good call, Tom. Like, even in the, Bill even, Belichick, I think, in the moment was overthinking it or, like, or assessing too a many lot of voices. Right, yeah. whatever. But, and Brady stood up and said, Kick the field goal and the game's over. And when you hear it from a guy like that, because right. some quarterbacks will come over, like uh, Lamar Jackson did at one point, and scream, no, we got to go for so it. So why can't an assistant coach, a player, Juszczyk, right. McCaffrey, Ernie. Debo, Kittle, they've all seen a lot of football. Just because they're not coaches, they've all seen a lot of football, and they all could have said, don't we want the ball second? Wouldn't that make it better for us because we know exactly what we need to do? Somebody. There's how many people... A 50-man roster, 20 coaches on the sideline, 10 in the booth, a scout. Technically, Somebody Kyle, say something. Technically, Kyle Shanahan has been on a, an NFL sideline for 30 years. Whole life. He's a 44-year. He was talking about being a ball boy in Denver. So yeah. even then, real quick, Shanahan, after the game on his overtime decision, tell me if this isn't the loser's mentality. Uh, it's just something we talked about with... You know, none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked with those guys, and we just thought it'd be better. We wanted the ball third. Um, if both teams matched and scored, we wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win, and um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least to a field goal, and if, if we did, then we thought it was in our hands after that. Oh, my God. So stupid. How about... You gave them the ball with the chance to win. Right. Like, you, you were so worried overthinking it, like, we want it third with the chance to win. No, no, no. They're going to have the ball second with a chance to win. They know what they need, and it played out perfectly. Now, to some degree, I do go back to you got to move the ball on offense and stop them on defense. Like, there's a little bit of execution, but give yourself the best chance. Give yourself, put yourself in the best position to take an advantageous road to victory. And they didn't do that, and he's supposed to be smart. They're all supposed to be smart, Mm -hmm. and they didn't. And And history will pay. It's going to leave a mark. And that's the thing is, it's not one, it's not two, it's now three instances with Kyle Shanahan. And again, they got third and four. I, I Look, but before San Francisco ran that third and four, I'm screaming about Kansas City. Call the timeout with 235 to go. Don't let it get to the right. like they let uh, honestly, I thought Reed horrible clock management there because you convert that on third and four, you're completely toast. Try to save the time. But that'll but never it, be said beyond today. No. Why? Because Final they won score, the game, right? They won. They win the ring. So all that gets pushed away. And that's the point. Like the scoreboard is the be all end all in this game more than in most games, but in this one more than others. And that's why to me the biggest takeaway, Andy Reed is now in the conversation for me of maybe the best coach of this generation, one of the top ten coaches of all time, wherever well, you want to put him. He's now with Bill yeah. and, and uh, Noel with Bill. and Jimmy like, with Johnson. With Bill for this and, era, yeah. and then pick the couple from the other eras, and then right. throw those in a blender and start debating it. He's arguably a top five coach of all time. And he's still going. Yep. Uh, guess, guess what? We, think. we now No, no, no. He said he's back, basically, last night. So he's going to get his extension, because he's the, right now he's the third highest paid coach in his division, which is stupid. Right. He makes less than Harbaugh and Sean Payton, two guys who can't carry his jock right now. Um, but he's going to be back, so that also means, by the way, 
Bill's not going to Kansas City. Everybody was trying to talk up that rumor. Oh, yeah, Bill's going to no. go join Mahomes, which never Bill, made any sense to me. Bill's lying in wait for Dallas to implode next year week and five. then jump into I have there. penned week five. Well, week five already, Week huh? five, he will wow. be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Look at us already jumping ahead to the 2024 yep. season. Uh, your reaction to Super Bowl 58 KC wins 25-22 when it's all said and done. Game goes under. Kansas City covers some devastating prop bet beats. Uh, we want to hear from you at 617-7797-937. Is the Brady Mahomes stuff laughable? Where does Reed fit into all of this? And as a texter sends in Andy Hart, how about that modern offense last night? Yeah, not we'll, great. We'll get to that. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, more Crash and Fourier. On Don't forget, you can watch this show on Twitch, and why wouldn't you? See Andy Hart without a visor. Twitch. I made that decision this morning. I was like, visor, no visor. Felt like a professional Monday talking Super Bowl yeah, Sunday. I know that uh, Coop made a joke right away. I didn't care for it. Uh, well, look at his freaking shirt. He shouldn't be joking about anything. Yeah, Coop does look like he's getting ready to set up the farm stand at the uh, side of the road to yeah. sell some corn Coop. or uh, or honey or something Did you like say that. Corn or porn? A uh, corn and honey because oh. it's uh, things that you can uh, grow. We well, don't really grow honey, right? Well, that's true. You do harvest it, but is uh, you you've gotten none of? See, you're on the dink list when it comes to Coop. You haven't gotten any of the. Freshly harvested honey from our guy Coop. Coop harvests honey. Uh, Coop's dad does, and oh. it is amazing. Fresh honey. Does gets he have some... like a bee suit and a little smoker thing? Uh, there? Oh yeah, his dad's fully prepared. Yeah, mm. yeah. No, it's uh, it's uh, good stuff. So I maybe, really like honey. Maybe look at you. Look at you. Of course you wouldn't like honey. Although I'm intrigued by this new uh, hot honey thing that people put on pizza. What is the uh, what's that old line? Uh, you're vinegar. You're not a honey guy. That's probably sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catch a, and you get on me all the time for not liking things. You don't not, like anything. Not liking the sweet nectar of the gods, which is honey, is really kind of unhuman. And it's very healthy for you, from what I understand. Uh, especially like the, uh, especially that uh, that real good harvested. Yeah, the honey coops kind. The, the good stuff. Coops, coop, coops scoop of honey. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Uh, some uh, interesting comments coming in from the uh, Twitch chat and the uh, texters. Uh, we have one of the 508. Shanahan's father had the same issue, always known to not be able to win the big game. Uh, Mike Shanahan was 2-0 and in Super Bowls and had a winning record in the playoffs. And now, you can argue Terrell Davis put him and Elway over the top and that whole maybe thing, right? So. Wasn't that the story? I, I think our texter has either missed or skipped a generation. Dan Reeves was the one who was notorious in Denver for well, not winning with John Elway. And you, you or said Or not it. beating Marty Schottenheimer. Good Lord. The, the modern has swayed everything. The recency oh, bias. Yeah. I mean, I got into an argument with Fitzy over the weekend when we were doing a show because... He was listing, it was a Kelsey-Gronk thing that evolved into, like, the top tight ends of all time are Gronk, Kelsey, Gates, Gonzalez, and I was like, 
Anybody that played before like '97, like, is this only a list compiled in the last 20 years? Mike Ditka would like a word. He's a yeah, Hall of Fame like, tight end. Again. Just because you didn't see him play, some guy named Mackey has awards named after him. Pretty like, good. We, we just forget that yep. history existed in the '60s, the '70s, the '80s. Yeah, Kellen Winslow, like, not bad. Do? Right? Like, what do we do here? Right? Russ Francis and Ben Coates. And we're oh just, no, Ben like, Coates is. No. We just forget everybody. Yeah, we do. No, ah, it's, Mahomes is the greatest, and this is the greatest, and like. You know what sucks is there were people 20 years before us who whenever we got into this, they'd be saying the same thing. And now we're realizing that, yeah, you're like you're you're paralyzed by the moment. And that's why I think a lot of people are on the, well, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady train and and all that kind of stuff. Um, win for after age 37. And even Patrick Mahomes said last night, Hart, on I think it was NFL Network. And they were like, oh, you know, the comparisons with Brady. And he was like, yeah, it's pretty hard for me considering he beat me twice. Right. Like, like and again, that's going to get forgotten about because of the, the run and what they're doing. And I, I, I honest to God, I, I just, I come away from the overtime just hating it. And I get it. I know everybody wants people to touch the ball on both sides and blah, blah, and all that kind of crap. But. Until maybe midway through the fourth quarter, and even then, this was not an aesthetically pleasing no, game. No, you know we, we poke fun, and you and I both kind of laugh, and even Christian too. The whole, you know, what's a modern day offense, right? Motion. What was it like? Ten three at the half, or whatever the hell it ended. Yeah, no, Ten six, or whatever it was. And I know turnovers contributed. You had both running backs turning the ball over. So that plays a role in it. Mahomes had a bad interception, a little flick that was just a, a bad throw. It happens. He's great. Like Defense matters. Um, well, see, that's where I, I don't even know how great the defense was or if the offense just wasn't very good. It was a little bit of a stinker. There was a little bit of Rams-Patriots in here where you're like, huh, is anybody uh, establishing an MVP case? Who's having a good game? I, I tell you what, it was it was one of the San Francisco defensive linemen the way it was trending early on. Because, McCaffrey would have had an argument if oh, they yeah, had won. Oh, yeah, because of what happened late. But, but you're right. But I, Bosa, I thought, Armstead, those guys played their ass off last night. And and this was just wasn't all that entertaining like early on. And then nobody will remember that. They'll like It's like people around here always tell me that the Atlanta Super Bowl was the best Super Bowl. And I'm like, well. They dug the hole that they had to dig out of. They didn't play all that well. <laughs> yeah, right. It wasn't 60 minutes of, it was, uh-oh, hurry up and play a half of good football to s- fix what we screwed up. I always go with the Ram- uh, the Seahawks Super Bowl as, like, start to finish was a legit great game. This was a half and an overtime of good football or a second half of good football. Otherwise, it was kind of meh. Just like I thought the halftime. We came back to the Usher clip. Oh, yeah, your thoughts on halftime. I thought it sucked early, and then I thought it finished strong. You know, he started bringing Alicia Keys and Luda and Lil John and all that. Early on, I give him credit. He clearly wasn't lip-syncing, but it sounded like crap. His microphone and the, the mixing or the whatever they do. CBS had uh, audio issues even in the pregame as well when they were doing their stuff in front of the Bellagio. And yeah. they, and uh, even in the earlier stuff, like they were like the early, early pregame, and even the, uh, they had the Adam Shine crew out there or whatever. A lot that goes into this. They they had they had audio issues. And and uh, were you getting the pixelated or frozen picture for Co- like uh, in a couple times in the fourth quarter? A couple times, and I lost audio like when that would happen for too, yeah. 10 seconds. 
Uh, what do you think of Romo as we start to sort of just throw you out the what? set the table here? I, Romo doesn't bother me as much. I think it's a really bad job that he wasn't uh, a little more on point in terms of the managing clock overtime. You know, the, maybe he the, didn't know it. He never played under well, it. So maybe he didn't the, know it. Well, it's funny because I, he was the one who, right before Bill Vinovich, the main referee, when they started overtime, Vinovich says, "All right." Everybody gets three timeouts. It's like we're starting a new game. And I give Romo credit for saying that before the official said it. Or his producer, but who's then, in his ear telling but him stuff. then you got to freaking add to it. Context. And you, yes, you need. But he might not. I mean, if, I'm sorry, strategy, but if Kyle Shanahan doesn't know, well, maybe Romo doesn't know. And that's the, that's, and you're right. Like, maybe this is where the true greats and the true legends really separate themselves in many ways. Like next year when Tom Brady is calling the Super Bowl, yes. if it goes into overtime like that, I have a funny feeling you're going to get a different kind of narrative perspective and commentary on it than you did Romo, who again is he is good at kind of pointing out some of the defensive stuff, but it's usually after the fact. Right. We've just gone so, oh God, got to have offense, got to have offense, got to have offense. And he kind of stumbled on himself a little bit, but Romo doesn't bother me. He was as bad fine. as he. Uh, it, it didn't bother. He me. was fine. There was a couple. He said he uh, is the master of the obvious. Every once in a while, he, there was one point I forgot exactly when it was. There was like a key third down, and he's he said to the effect of you know. Big third down here, much better to convert this than have to punt. And I'm like, yeah, no. Wait, kidding. you mean it's better to possess the ball than it is to kick it to the other team in a big game? In a yeah, big, like thanks. You had nothing how about, else. How about he how, also said something about uh, he got saved by a producer late when Mahomes had the ball. He said something about and this guy hasn't thrown a pick in seven games. Oh, and he goes, yeah. you know, I mean, other than this game, which clearly somebody in his ear said, "Hey, moron, he threw one in this game earlier." Yeah, people really don't know a part of the secret sauce of John Madden being so good on television was John Robinson standing behind a curtain, handing him little note cards, which we were able to see from the Patriots booth in uh, one of the times that the legendary uh, Gil Santos was pissing off Al Michaels by ripping darts out the window while calling the game. You know, and then you had the, and then you had like the man behind the curtain who was feeding Madden all his good stuff. Whether it's a guy like that or just a good producer in your ear. Like, you can't cover everything. You can't think of everything. You have to have a second or third set of eyes and and ideas. And maybe Romo gets hurt there. But I thought he was fine. He didn't ruin the game. He didn't fall all over himself. And then the the biggest one that uh, I guess Nance almost blew was that uh, close fourth down one. uh, What was that? In the fourth quarter where there was a play to the far sideline it was. And oh, got yeah. the first down, and uh, Nance was like, he's short. He's like, no, I think he got it, Jim. And then they get a first down. And yeah, then yeah, Nance it was the Kyle use check. Yeah, the oh, use check catch. Yeah, there His was second of the game. Fullbacks living it. He got the over on both. I was going to say, there was the over on the half. It was and the a half over and on a the one four and a half or and, something. And yeah. the adjusted on the one oh, and yeah. a half as well. So. You got to have a good fullback if you want to lose the Super Bowl. I'll tell you what, I do believe one of the props for Isaiah Pacheco was uh, 60 or more yards or like 60 and a half rushing or something. Ended up at 59. Son of a... That's a bad beat. I almost had a bad beat on Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So this goof, it I got the prop. First of all, the prop opened at like 12 and a half. So he jumped it early. The touchdown did it for you until the guy catches the ball in the fourth quarter backwards. and runs backwards. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's going to kill me on the prop. Got the very next catch and got it back. Ended up with 20 yards, so I went over on the prop. But I'm thinking, 
And and they hammered him on the broadcast too. It was like, oh, yeah. why are you running backwards? Just fall right. down when you catch it there. Yeah, that was uh, that was not great. What'd you think of the officiating? There was a couple times I didn't love call- I, the horse you know collar what? on Purdy on the sideline. Yeah, I the- didn't think it was a horse. I thought you had to forcibly like pull on it. It's it's almost like the face mask rule. I do believe where you got if you grab it and they yeah. see it, especially for somebody like running out of bounds too. Yeah. So I think I, that's a quarterback. I think if that's a Isaiah Pacheco, they don't call that. So what's interesting is is that the prop on the penalties, uh, I do believe a DraftKings and a FanDuel both kind of landed at 10 and a half. And I was I I it's funny we're sitting at home and I'm on the under. And then sure enough there's three straight plays where it's uh, offsides, holding, and then another one that is another procedure or something like that. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, God damn. Yeah. Here we go. Is oh, we're yeah. going to get all these ones that they get the, the non-judgment calls ended up jacking up kind of the totals or the, the amount of penalties called in the game. Yeah, there was a uh, hold on a, uh, I think, a Trent third Williams, down. Trent Williams, I think, got one. But a, a defensive hold oh, on a defensive uh, one. McDuffie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where he kind of had... I, I don't think he held him, but he had his arm out like this, and you're going to get it called. I'd like to not see it called with, like, I don't know, a Super Bowl on the line in that situation. I didn't have a massive issue with the officials last night. I thought they did a pretty decent job. It was fine. They got out of the way on the whole. For the most part, again, I thought – and I I didn't think it was intentional grounding on because I thought the receiver was close enough. I hate it, but – I thought there was a receiver close enough on the little shove by uh, they Mahomes. they got to clean that rule up a little bit. It but feels they won't because like it's the QB escape rule. Uh, and anything that really... helps a QB not get hit, escape yep. problematic, you know, injuries, whatever, they're going to give the uh, the benefit of the doubt to him. Uh, uh, Dill Pickleson, 66 in the Twitch chat, officiating was not the story of the game, which nope. is all you can ask for in modern football. Well, but to be fair, is the story of the game positive or negative? Um, and, and what I mean by that is, was it a story of achievement by the Chiefs, Mahomes, Reed, whoever you want to, or was it Shanahan kind of kicking it away and losing? It's Chiefs hard. win or 49ers lose? It's hard. 617. Yeah, I mean, seriously, 6-1, that, that is really <laughs> the discussion. It's 617-779-7937, and uh, I would say... I'm leaning more towards the 49ers end because I felt the decisions that they made took away the control of the game they had. Mm -hmm. And I know people don't love kickers, but could you have a bigger miss in a big spot where the kick gets blocked because it's off the kicker's foot low? Right. And In uh, a game where we had the two longest field goals in Super Bowl history? Yeah, how about that? Didn't we set it at 55 55? and then it's like 57? Yeah. Going for a new Super Bowl record that's been, you know, in the books for a half hour. Yeah, exactly. Just got set earlier in this game. But, um, you know, it goes to show. I think what last night reminds us is and why when a lot of us start to talk about the Patriots, where is it going? Oh, my God, you have a neophyte head coach and stuff like that. Last night was a good reminder that the details and the tiny things matter. You take extra points for granted. Yep. You take clock man. We we around here have been able to take field goals and extra points for granted and clock management for granted and things like that. How about this? Run the ball when you're winding down the clock with the lead. Like my God. So to me, it is a reminder of all of the stuff we are now going to be living in fear of with a new coaching staff down here because Kyle Shanahan is supposed to be one of the top five coaches in football, and even that guy did not have the details buttoned up to win a game. Well, that's where I also feel like another comparison to 
Chiefs, Patriots, Reed, Belichick is. I always thought it was Bill and then a massive divide to the second-best coach. Mm -hmm. If Shanahan is the second-best coach, I mean, I guess you could make an argument. He or Harbaugh or whoever is the second-best coach. I think there's a pretty good divide between Andy Reid and the second best coach right now. I, I kind of uh, I kind of agree, and I think it's the the experience does matter. You know, even John Harbaugh has been caught up in stuff like this, right? Like, oh, he absolutely, got, he got outbilled in a, by a formation down here in Foxborough. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Harbaugh run. fan or Tomlin, who never has a losing season. Is he a great coach? I, I think he's a really good coach. Great, might be strong, and I think that divide with Reid, and again, it can come back around because we didn't talk about Reid like this ten years ago. No, we didn't. We had a whole different view on Reed, so we may have. And Shanahan's relatively young. We may have a whole different. If he keeps pumping out Super Bowls, sooner or later you're going to win one. You're going to stumble into a victory, and that can change the whole dynamic of your reputation. I think it is an interesting way of asking the question. Uh, how, how do you view this? Is this a 49ers loss or a Chiefs win? Sort of. Where's the perspective at six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven? Ricky and Carver first up today on the Super Bowl calls with Gresham Fourier Hardson for Foyer. What's up, Ricky? How you guys doing today? I just I, I, I got to touch in. I feel like I think he has a right with it. I think Shanahan laid an egg uh, on his face, stopped really going to McCaffrey. But I think it's unfair to take that win away from the Chiefs. They grinded. They were shut down the first half. The 49ers were close to perfect, other than really executing where they needed to. And that block field goal, it was a heck of a play. You you can't knock it. Tough foot, kid's a rookie. He's going to kick a thousand more balls than everyone forgets. But, yes, this is uh, in the big lights and stuff. But I can't think that you could take away from the Chiefs in that aspect. The 49ers should have put it away, but they didn't. And that was due to the Chiefs, I think, experience and the uh, 49ers experience. Love the show, fellas. Have a good one. Ricky, Thanks, thank Ricky. you, brother. Uh, the one thing I would quibble with is, to me, it was more on the kicker than it was the rush. There was some good rush in there, but as a kicker, you got to know how to get that thing uh, high up. And that's the among the rare times where Jay Feely fit into the broadcast right. perfectly. They did a good job being like, all right, Jay, what did you see? He's really good at kind of like taking the video and zapruding it and sort of breaking yeah. it down. And and this may be a perspective thing with our big picture question, because I feel like a lot of this postseason was coaches losing games. I thought Dan Campbell lost for the Lions. I thought uh, Todd Munkin lost for the Ravens to allow the Terrible worst game, game plan. plan. And now I think Shanahan lost for the 49ers. Now, again, you have to take advantage of it. The opponent mm -hmm. has to, you give them an opportunity, they need to kick the door open, win the game. But I think there was a lot of bad coaching, and a lot of these guys that are probably struggling to sleep very well right now based on what they've done the last few weeks because you don't know how many times you get these chances. So like oh, You're going to be no. in the AFC title game, the NFC title game, the Super Bowl. <laughs> Ask Dan Marino. Right. Uh, ask, there are lots of guys who have won and done. So Ricky's right. You don't want to take away from the victor, but... There was some gagging going on. So did the Niners lose it? Did the uh, Chiefs win it? Your thoughts at 617-779-7937. And Hart, I do have to wonder, how in the world can the Kansas City Chiefs let an unbelievable all-world talent like Tyree Kill go? Oh. And they still win the Super Bowl in back-to-back -back years. How does that happen? Wide receiver nation. More coming up. Remember, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. I thought we were sliding in like some kind of slow, different Taylor Swift song or whatever because... 
People were going nuts. They showed her, what, half dozen times last night I or something like that? I believe the number I saw was 51 seconds of airtime in the game. Yeah, listen. That means Blake Lively got 51 Thank seconds. you. If Blake Lively is with Taylor Swift, I need a cam. And there was another, like, brunette smoke show in the picture, too. It was not Olivia Culpo, notice. I don't think. Yeah, I was too. I'm with you, Chicken Nick. Like, man, oh, man. Blake, uh, Blake Lively is all the way alive. There's a, I guess they went to a nightclub afterwards. Taylor Swift is uh, loving on Travis Kelsey for the mood she was in. I what about have... the poor security guard in the background? Yeah. He's like, he's got to be close enough to protect yep. him, but they're making out, so he's trying to, like, look away and not be the creep nope. in the corner. No, he's like, on lookout. Jesus, he, he's what a on, terrible job that is. He's on lookout to make sure uh, no one comes in there. I have a funny feeling Travis Kelsey had a very nice evening. I do, too, and you made me uncomfortable talking about it. Why? Oh, no. I mean, all you got to do is see some of those videos. But, I mean, you know, that's opening up a whole different can, if you know what some I mean. Some of what videos? Oh, the Taylor Swift? They just showed a Taylor oh, Swift loving on Travis Kelsey. Like, I don't know. No, I was, I was reacting to what was on Twitch. Kim Kardashian-esque videos. How or about like that, that? That they, I don't even think they put the Kardashians on camera once. They showed them all, like, yeah. walking in underneath on, like, a video or whatever, and... Uh, but I don't even think, like, what was the third quarter? They did the whole, hey, look who's here, everybody. It's Beyonce and yep. Jay-Z and da-da-da. And here's Guy Fieri once again and all that. And uh, Taylor Swift was chugging oh, a beer. Slamming it. Yeah, I don't know. And there's Ice Spice, who uh, got big notoriety being in the uh, Taylor Swift luxury suite yesterday. Yeah, how did that work? Because there was all the bitching from Mrs. McCaffrey. Remember, she was like, we can't afford, a, you know, even money bags, my son, and money bags, his girlfriend can't afford yeah. to get us a suite. Why are all these people in one suite? Who's paying for that? Like, Well, I mean, if uh, if Taylor Swift woke up with Olivia Culpo's money, she'd jump off a bridge, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. there's, but you there's think a Taylor invited of... Ice Spice, and, like, are those all oh, guests? Yeah. Is that Taylor's suite? Oh, you know, that's a good question. Taylor's version? I'm going to say, I'm going to say yes. There was a video that, that we'll have to get to later on. That was the, and I don't know, Billy, if you saw this, the like quintessential Vegas suite. There was Gordon Ramsay and his wife. There was Guy Fieri in there. There was uh, a guy who ran one of the casinos is in there. Yeah. Wayne Newton is sitting in that thing. Because you know somebody. I mean, Carrot like, Top. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you were. Uh, they I were, wouldn't buy a suite. They were. Uh, they were a, a lion away from having the truest version of a Vegas suite. I feel like that's an example of if you're kind of rich, you buy a suite. You pay for your own suite, two point five million. If you're really rich and powerful, somebody invites you to a suite and you don't pay anything, right? Like the the rich guy gets the invite from yeah, song, so somebody else's dime. So you think RKK isn't uh, wasn't chipping in on wherever he was sitting no. in the Super Bowl well, if he door, was even there? Hey, I just so you know, we're doing uh, five. Five grand or fifty grand or five hundred grand ahead. Oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Well, I never went to those parties. The whole yeah. uh, no, nope. I, no, where they uh, just did the uh, where they did like the uh, the jungle juice. It mixed together like the Cumbies punch and a bunch oh, of yeah. Everclear and a giant Gatorade thing, and everybody get drunk. Yeah, it's like two dollars a cup. Grain or alcohol. Like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Got a frat at Amherst, and you're like, this could go horribly wrong, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, apparently, that suite that Taylor Swift was in was Travis Kelsey's suite. Apparently, he ponied up for one. So he likes I, uh, it's according Ice to Spice, a, and he likes... I'll go with a twitcher on this uh, intel. No, I'm sure that... Uh, she got sweet hair, by the way, as me, a, someone who loves the me, color orange. Let me tell you something. It, oh, and there's the Vegas suite right there. Look at that. There's Guy Fieri. Right? There's Wayne Newton sitting there. Who else is in this thing? Is that Kelly Clarkson? Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. No, it did look like Kelly Clarkson. But, like, 
Jimmy Kimmel is in this thing. I mean, to see like Guy Fieri, Wayne Newton, a rapper, uh, someone that you think looks like Kelly Clarkson but isn't, Jimmy Kimmel. There's a Flamingo Dancers in the background. I think that's who they are. And there's Carrot Top standing there. I mean, does he, he look like a scary looking dude? You know what, though? Oh, my wife. Steroids will do that to you. My wife dragged me to his show, and I couldn't believe how good it was. The oh, yeah, guy he's was funny. He was actually entertaining. The problem is, he's you, put him, you put him near a heat source, and that face will just, I mean, him like, and Wayne Newton. like the Crypt Keeper. Just, I actually oh. thought Wayne Newton looked surprisingly good there. Isn't he like. So that's because he on like his 10th plastic dude, surgery. Isn't no, Wayne, but usually it goes bad after like six. Well, when you can keep going in, how old do you think Wayne Newton is? Hold on. His birthday is April 3rd. How old do you think he will turn? 74. How about 82? Damn. Good grief. A decade older than Bill, and he's still working. Jerry Jones looks at Wayne Newton and is like, hey, I'd like to look. Can you pull my face that tattoo? He's, I mean, his doctor, that's a good ad for whoever his doctor is right there. No question. He looks pretty good. Just like Fourier growing the fro for uh, Dr. Lepresti. Yeah. Now, he's not a great ad for ankles and backs and well, all, all the other parts true. of his body that his, are falling his apart. His bacchiotomy. Uh, hopefully, Fourier will be back tomorrow. A little, uh, little ankle cleanup today. Does he ever use the line like, my back hurts from carrying you on this show, Oh, Gresh. no, no. It's more of a sitting in the car. The ride's too long. Coach in New Hampshire. Coach, what do you got this morning? Hi, Andy Gresh. You said something so poignant a few minutes ago. You said Kansas City wins again back-to-back without really much of a core receivers. I pray the Patriots were listening to you and that they don't draft Marvin Harrison Jr. because they got to do everything in their power to get anything close to a Patrick Mahomes, anything. And they got to go down trying. Uh, Harrison would touch the ball eight to ten times a game, but you take a, a quarterback that can be effective that has to handle the ball 70 times a game. Second point, uh, Blake Lively does leave me speechless too, Andy Hart. And thirdly, and thirdly, I'm just wondering, tribute to the game, he adjusts at halftime, dude comes back with almost 100 receiving yards. How does Bill or any other coach, not just Bill because he's gone, but how does how does how does another coach handle being bumped like that? I just think it's a good characteristic that Andy has. Uh, yeah, take uh, care, guys. Uh, Great show, Coach. Thank you, buddy. I think it uh, depends on who the uh, yeller is, <laughs> the, who the yeller is, how good he is. <laughs> yeah, but also I think your relationship with the player, with the coach, what is uh, is animus the the right word? Like, is there animosity behind it? Is this just he gets fired up and because this happened earlier in the year? Remember, he threw the helmet. Oh, he kind of yeah. wanted to go yeah, at yeah. Reed. Yep, and he has a history on the practice field going at teammates and. You know, there's a line you cross at some point, right? Draymond Green's a perfect example. Like, no doubt. But he's never goozle-piped his coach. No, but he has a teammate. He does. That's right. I don't right. know that word, but I assume he did it to, uh, what's his goozle name? Goozle means you ripped their throat out. Oh, okay. So Grab he's gone after goozle. a teammate, and that sort of, for a lot of people, was the beginning of the end of when uh, Draymond Green just became more bad than good, as opposed to more good than bad. Right. And... That's, so the first thing that went around was if anyone did that to Belichick, they wouldn't see the rest of the game. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know that because that was, what, the second quarter? And Bill's like, I'd really like to win this Super Bowl, and that guy there is the only consistent target my quarterback has, and I didn't really actually get hurt. If Tom Brady said something a little cross to Bill walking off the field after a bad drive in the yeah. second quarter, Bill's just going to be like, good, get it out, go fix it. Exactly. So, I mean, and it's like anything else, the guy who gets a DUI, 
Are you third on the roster or are you 52nd? Because if you're 52nd, call your agent. You need a new job. Yeah, you're late. Are you Jonas Gray or Curtis Martin? Right. (laughs) It matters. Curtis Martin will get a pass. Remember the Jordan rules? Like that's that's how this works. So I don't I don't think Bill would have handled it any differently. We'd be talking about it, and Bill would have left Kelsey in the game because Bill would have needed Kelsey to win the damn game. And he would have and yeah, there would have been a a reaction afterwards, exactly. And we don't know what he's saying. I know Kelsey laughed it off. like, unless my mic up. up sells me out, I'm just going to say I was telling him how much I love him. Which they will. Uh, they should. By the way, uh, according to uh, my wife, uh, Betty Gresh, who's all over this halftime stuff, and the, that was Kelly Clarkson in there sitting beside Jimmy Kimmel. So Don't ever doubt me again. She's Well, stop it. They, uh, I think she's lost like 45 pounds or something like she that. She's tiny. Well, that's what happens when you get divorced. When you get divorced, you get skinny because oh, you're on the prowl. Well, a lot of yeah, I think uh, I think that was uh, one of those. Yeah, she did the oh, I was pre-diabetic. Oh, yeah, didn't her she's also now marketing her. the merchandise in a manner of speaking. Well, yeah, but I meant like in a financial way, he was acting as her manager and like basically bilking money out of her. Yeah, and- she makes business with pleasure, and that thing got uh, too acrimonious. But you know, she's only got like two hundred and fifty million in a hit show. Should be fine. Seems good to me. You got to write it, right? You got to write a twenty-five million dollar check to get someone out of your life, and you have two hundred fifty million dollars or two hundred million. Why is that so hard? Plus, I would stay fat if I have two hundred fifty million dollars. I bet you I can find yeah. a, a dude who wants I'll, a sugar mama. I'll roll out on set. That's exactly I got money. Right. I don't need to be skinny. Uh, six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Did the Chiefs win it or did the Niners blow it? And realistically. Where do you, as a fan of Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, land on what Patrick Mahomes has done? We'll get to all that with you on these phones next.